This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Chris Amania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man. Oh, Look at powerful questions. <laughs> Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Well, welcome to the Chris Van Vliet Show. Hope your week is going great. This episode is brought to you by Indeed and Bet Online. And if you want to talk about betting, The Young Bucks are experts when it comes to betting on themselves. Killing the Business from Backyards to the Big Leagues is the name of their new best-selling book, and it's such a pleasure to have the current AEW Tag Team Champions, Matt and Nick Jackson, back on the show. These guys are so awesome. Take a screenshot. Let us know that you're listening. Let us know that you're on this ride with us. Tag us on social media. I'm at Chris Van Vliet. Matt is at MacJackson13. And Nick is at Nick Jackson YB. That's only on Instagram because, as you know, they deleted their Twitter accounts. We get into that a little bit, actually, why they deleted their Twitter accounts. But uh, you'll see what we're talking about here. You know, I have the goal of um, the goal of two thousand reviews for the podcast before my birthday, before May nineteenth, and at this rate, I think it's going to happen way before then. Because as I sit here right now, we're at fifteen forty one. So thank you if you're new to the show here. We read out one review on every single episode. It's a, it's a free shout-out. We don't charge for shout-outs. We don't have a Patreon or a PayPal. Free. Absolutely free. Well, I mean, it costs you the time of leaving the review if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts. But it's thanks to reviews like this one from Dust in the Wind 1984, who says, Great podcast. I was getting tired of listening to all the ignorant dirt sheet guys trying to sound legitimate and finally tuned into the CVV podcast and have not looked back. Keep up the quality content, sir. Well, thank you, sir. And the plan is for even more quality content in the new year. In fact, in fact, the plan is for more content and more quality. More content, more quality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've mentioned it a few times before, but you know, we are taking things up a few notches in 2021. And I'm so excited that you're along with me for this. I mean, you're, you're one of the originals if you're listening to this right now because things are about to ramp up here big time. And speaking of taking things up a few notches, that's what the Young Bucks are all about and it's what they've been doing their entire lives. You know, it's really interesting hearing their story of where they started as two brothers super kicking each other in their house 
And now they're the executive vice presidents of All Elite Wrestling. Crazy. We talk about how far AEW has come since the first show a year and a half ago. We talk about what some of the biggest surprises have been along the way, both positive and negative. Uh, Whether they pay attention to the ratings and the ratings war with NXT, if you can call it that, who they think the best tag team in the world is, and I'll give you a hint, it's not them, at least not according to them. We cover all that and so much more, so please welcome Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Well, here we go. Pleasure to be joined by the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick, and congratulations to you guys. Your book is, is number one everywhere, Killing the Business, from backyards to big leagues. Thanks, man. It's, Thanks it's for having. Been, uh, it's been exciting. Been a lot of work, but it's been a whirlwind. But it's been it's been exciting. Was this the plan? Like you know, pre AEW, was this the plan? Was, was writing a book always in the works? Jeez, about two well, years ago. Matt, yeah, well, for me, it was like uh, Nick. Nick's never Nick. Nick didn't really want to write a book. <laughs> it was always I've my always dream to write a book ever since I was a kid. Yeah. But ever since I was a kid, I wanted to write one. And about two years ago, we got a great offer. And, and you know, we, we were in the middle of what we thought would be a great break for us. Like, we're like, oh, hey, we're not going to be on the road. We're, we're just starting this wrestling company. It's a perfect time to write a book, right? And and it was actually a really a, a terrible idea because the timing couldn't have been any worse because we were really, like, our plates were really full at this point. Um, but, yeah, I, I think... I think I always wanted to write a book ever since I was a kid and I picked up Mick Foley's have a nice day. It was always a dream of mine to one day have a, a, a career worth writing a book about. And I felt like at that point in our career, we, we were kind of at a crossroads with what we we're going to do next. So I, I felt like it made for an interesting story. Um, and, and, you know, Nick, Nick and I had a great time doing it. It was, it was like, like I said, it was almost at times it felt like a burden, uh, <laughs> But it was a labor of love, certainly. But I'm so proud of the fact that I have, you know, my own book and we're published authors now. It's 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 one of the coolest things we've ever done. What, what was the hesitation for you, Nick? Well, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just I've never been a reader, so I, I guess you could say that. Uh, like Matt read all the books, all the autobiographies for, from the wrestlers, and I don't think I read any of them. <laughs> So it was something that I was just never really into. And uh, maybe that was the case. But uh, you know what? When someone offers you something like that, you have to take it. It's too cool. It's it's such a big thing. And it's such a... It's like a bucket list thing that you probably think you could never do. So we had to take it. So, so you've got a few other authors in AEW. Uh, Chris Jericho, DDP... I'm sure there's others that I'm forgetting here. Uh, Jim Ross, are, did mm-hmm. you hit them up and say, "All right, what absolutely needs to go into this book for it to be a hit?" We, we talked to Chris about about the book a lot, and the, one of the first things he knew, like when we first started talking about, "Hey, we're doing this book," he's like, "You're doing it without a ghostwriter, right?" And we said, "Yeah." He said, "Good." He's like, "That's the way you do it." He's like, "If you want the book to to turn out the way you want it to be, if you want it to be your actual story and come from, you know, we, we, we wanted to, we wanted the book to, to read as if we were saying it and you could hear our voices in your head. And he said, that was the only way you can do it. Cause if you have a ghostwriter, they're going to, they're going to mess up the whole thing. So that was his big thing in the beginning. And we said, well, trust me, like the first time we talked to HarperCollins, they offered the ghostwriter and 
Nick and I immediately said, no way. And they were like, are you sure? Because this is a, this is a big thing. And most people who do autobiographies, they have a ghostwriter. And it, we, we reassured them, like, everything we've done in our career has been DIY. We're not going to, you know, change that up now. Uh, so that was a big deal for us. I remember even at the end when we were having, like, the legal team read through it from that, that Harper brought in. He was, like, blown away. He's like, wait a minute. Hang on. You guys wrote this yourselves? And we said, yeah. Every word of it on our iPhones. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, do you know how many like of these I've, I've, I've gone through? And, I, you know, I've never really seen this. This is very rare. He's like, do you understand what you've done here? And I'm like, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't know. Like, like, well, a lot of you guys do this, right? Like, no, this is not common. <laughs> and we're like, really? So I think when we started talking to more people in the industry and they were telling us how bizarre it was that we did it. And not only did we do on our, we did it on our iPhones, they thought we were crazy. So I, now I'm like more proud because I'm like, oh, wow, we really did something that's pretty difficult to do, apparently. So, wow. So Dynamite just celebrated its one year anniversary. Congratulations mm-hmm. to you on that. I'm very curious to know what's been the biggest surprise for you guys over the last year or so with AEW. Jeez. Surprise. Uh, good or bad. Uh, well, it's up either. to you. <laughs> Oh man. Well, for the good part is that it it still feels like it's a dream, you know? Uh, Like I never would have thought we'd be doing this on a weekly basis. So I have to pinch myself every Wednesday before we go on live. So like that, that aspect's still there. It still feels like a dream. Uh, The hard part is just, man, the, the job, like keeping everyone happy that that's a hard part. Cause you don't even really realize it until you get into management that it's hard to keep a lot of these wrestlers like on the same page, you know, uh, because obviously there's a lot of egos in wrestling. So you, you want the wrestlers to be happy and that's something that's hard, but you know, it, it's manageable and we we've learned that uh, you can't always be the good guy. So, so at some points you have to be the bad guy. So that's probably the hard part is we're so uh, like our nature is to be real nice. So we've learned that you, you sometimes can't be. And that, I think that's probably the hardest part for me because I always want to be a baby face. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Has it been yeah pretty similar for you, Matt? Yeah. I was going to just say, I think my biggest challenge that I've learned throughout this process was how difficult episodic weekly television is. Because where we come from on the independence or, you know, even in Japan, sometimes you would just have to come in and have one big match every couple months or whatever. And then you move on to the next town. And, and here it's, it's a different animal. It's like it's not just wrestling. You can't just go in and, and depend on your 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 matches and your great matches. You have to stay interesting every week. And not only that, you have to, you know, for us we have to manage an entire roster of, of men and women and try to keep them interesting as well. Uh, that's hard. That's a tough task. And you, when you only have two hours of TV a week, plus, plus dark, which, which actually really helps out, but two hours of, of television every week you're responsible for, and you have this many people. And, and also the, the other factor that you don't even think about, you know, cause you don't have to think about it is the ratings is you know rating minute by minute ratings that's, that's something that that Tony Khan pays close attention to you know and and that's sometimes difficult because the artist in me is like 
hey, don't worry about the minute by minute. You know, we have to think of the long game. And, and, and then, you know, so that's how I think. And then he's more of a numbers cruncher guy and, and he'll go off of those stats. So it's like, it's constantly trying to, to come up with compelling, interesting television that also will get a rating. And sometimes those two don't go together. You know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes you have to sacri- make a sacrifice a week or two and do something that maybe people might not be compelled to or gravitate to immediately, but maybe in four to six weeks, they'll go, oh, and then they'll get it. And then it'll create then a bigger rating. But that's difficult in, in, in wrestling, especially. Uh, so that, that's been a challenge is, is, is having an interesting, uh, you know, interesting storylines and that, that people, normal people are interested in watching because sometimes, you know, we maybe will overcomplicate something or try to make it a little too complex. And a lot of times wrestling fans just kind of want to just watch wrestling. Yeah. Well, you guys are also struggling with the, and it's, it's no fault of your own, but you're struggling with the fact that you haven't had a crowd for longer than you did have a crowd for. And, you know, you talk about ratings, uh, you know, fans are making such a big deal about the Wednesday night wars, if you will, but are you watching the ratings within, or are you also comparing it not just to NXT, but to the other shows that are on on a Wednesday night? You want to answer that, Nick? Well, yeah. Uh, we, uh, like, yeah, like, for instance, during the election, we weren't, we weren't against NXT. We were against the news. <laughs> that was our strongest competition that night. And it lasted for a good couple of months, it seems. So, like, we're paying attention to those things because, like, we knew, all right, we have to keep things interesting. They're just going to watch the uh, the news because that was the biggest thing going on so that was hard we we had to make things like very interesting just to keep fans into it yeah that have... also has happened with the with the sports thing like man when the nba finals are going on or the playoffs and I, I know we went against baseball a couple of times like sometimes you just know heading into wednesday you look at the board and you go well <laughs> It's going to be a long night and we have to kind of have tunnel vision and just go, let's just try to make the best show possible. And, and usually our fans, like I've learned that they're very loyal to us and no matter what is on, we still have a good base and they're always going to watch. I think at this point, now that we're a little over a year in, but yeah, we definitely pay attention to, to every, you have to pay attention to everything because everything is competition. I was just really surprised when the pandemic first started, when the lockdowns first started in March, I thought wrestling ratings were going to soar. Literally everybody is sitting in their house on their couch. I'm like, man, we're going to see, we're going to see 1990s ratings again. And for (laughs) some reason they went the other way. I was really surprised to see that. Yeah. I I think a lot of that is is not having crowds. Yeah. Right. I was about to say that thing. That that's like the biggest tool that we had was, the fans because that energized everything it energized the commentators it energized the wrestlers which uh brought better matches and like a lot of people don't realize that that's why wrestling is so exciting is because of the fans and the chants and all that and you could say the same thing about the nba like the the finals right you know it was one of the lowest rated finals like in years right and and it, and it wasn't like oh th- you know these guys aren't draws it's it's LeBron we're talking about it's just it's I think it's just the 
the nature of the beast. It's 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 we're all kind of suffering through this. And and like Nick said, the, even in the NBA and in sports, that energy is sort of just is missing even there. So yeah. I think all of us collectively are, are getting hit right now. I think it's safe to say a lot of things have changed in 2020, including how we work. Businesses across the globe now are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more visits than any other job site. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other job sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time. There's no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria so you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job. This makes Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. And right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit today at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer that you will find anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash blue wire. The offer is valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. And football is back in full swing, baby. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off by wagering on wins, division, and championship futures. You can do this all day, every day. So head to Bet Online and take advantage of their great sign up bonuses. Just make sure you use the code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word at betonline.ag. Bet Online your online sportsbook experts. You know, you guys have accomplished so much in your career, you know, now, you know, as the AEW tag champions, I feel like you've checked everything off. So what, what is there left for the young bucks <laughs> to accomplish? Jeez. We were just talking to Chris Jericho about this and we were just like, dude, what motivates you when you've done it all? Like, what do you do? And it, you know, for a guy who like him, Houston, he, he's so driven and you have to just wake up every day and, ha- and have something new to, you know, want to do. And you just always got to stay busy and occupied. And, and for us, it's like, yeah, we've, we've, we've climbed the mountain and we've got the titles and all this stuff. But at the same time, we're still executive vice presidents for our weekly t- television show. And, and can the numbers be better? Of course they can. And can we have a better show? We can always have a better show. So I think those are my goals. Uh, long-term is just to have a more compelling television show. Maybe we can, we can create those numbers that you were talking about. <laughs> you know, you, you have to dream big, right? Um, but yeah, it's like, we've done a million things that I'm so proud of. I never thought I would ever have my own book. I never thought we would have our own action figure. And, and I would never thought I would be running my, you know, wrestling company. So it's like, 
every every year something new comes along. And I, I told Nick, as far as like short-term projects, one thing we've never really done, at least not in a long time, is to have uh, a full-length documentary on our lives. So I think that's something that I don't know if that's in 2021, 2022, but that's definitely something I would I would like to do and tell our entire story um, like that and interview our entire family and, and anybody who's in, been involved in our career. I think that would be a fun project to do. Um, but yeah, every, every day, like Jericho says, you just you just have to you have to create goals for yourself. And I'm sure we're going to create five to ten more. Is there a, is there a part two to a book? Maybe in five to ten years? I don't know. Uh, it's up to us to challenge ourselves. Let's just, uh, one thing is I always want to have the best match every single night and and I'll never be happy if, if I'm in second place. So, you know, whether that means we're wrestling the, the new teams like top flight or it's a rematch against FTR, our goal is to always be the hot tag team, the best tag team in the world. And uh, maybe one day people will say we're the greatest of all time. That, that's, that's a goal right there. Right. I mean, I think people say that yeah, already. So, to, <laughs> I was just about to say that. That my that's my last goal in wrestling is to be known as the best tag team of all time, and uh, that's it's a it's a hard goal to get to. But why? You know what? Like LeBron says the same exact thing. He wants to be known as the best player of all time. So why should we think differently? Like, I you have to have high goals. And I, yeah. I think that's what my last thing that I would like to accomplish. It, you know, it's it's an impossible thing to accomplish because wrestling is an opinion. Like everyone has an opinion on things, and it's not actual like factual things. It's because it's predetermined. You know what I mean? So it's it's hard to base. <laughs> so, or I want at least some people to say we're the greatest of all time. Well, people are already saying that, but if if like you said, Nick, this is an opinion based thing. So for you guys. Who's at the top of that mountain? Who are you knocking off to become the best of all time? It's Matt and Jeff Hardy. They're the, they're yeah. the greatest ever. They're the greatest ever. I, I think, and, and there's so many ways you measure that. I know we say it's an opinion, but at the same time, you know, this is a box office business and Matt and Jeff Hardy are the biggest box office tag team act in the history of the business. Um, could we ever reach those numbers that they that they hit? I don't know because it's a different time now. We're talking the Attitude Era when you know those ratings were insane and people are buying merchandise everywhere. And uh, but hey, again, dream big. If one day people compare us to, I mean, they already do compare us to them. But if they say that we're better than them, then man, what a what a crazy accomplishment! Like, but like Nick said, like who wants to really? be known as the second best tag team of all time. You get, you got to be number one. And that's, that's definitely uh, maybe five, whenever six, seven, eight years from now, when we, we decide we're done with this, uh, people say we're right. the best. The one, great. I was going to say the one thing that we have on them though, is we haven't split up and they did a few angles where they had to split up. So we, uh, we have to stick together. And if we do uh, that, I think that's an accomplishment in itself is being a tag team that never split up ever. Right. Well, besides the TNA little thing, but that doesn't count. That doesn't doesn't count. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you, the Hardys are a perfect example of that and the Dudley boys as well, of course, the rockers, they've all split up. They've all had great singles careers. Do you guys have any interest in winning singles gold? Jeez. Nick, Nick always teases about the merch freak going on a singles run. So I don't know. You have to ask, you have to ask him. (laughs) Well, I always say this, God forbid one of us gets injured and we're forced to do singles matches. That's the only way 
we'll ever do that, I think. Right. You know, the book is called From Backyards to Big Leagues. And I'm curious, Matt, since you're the older brother, what was the first move you ever did to Nick in the backyard? Jeez. I mean, even before the backyard, we were wrestling out in the living room. And I would, I remember like specifically putting him in figure four leg locks, a sharpshooter, just stretching him. He'd be screaming like, mom, like just making him cry. Because uh, I was always the big brother. So I just bullied the little brothers, him and Malachi. Uh, I remember specifically hitting super kicks before they were probably even called super kicks. Uh, that right. we just watched the rockers do it all the time. So we would, we actually tell a story in the book where I, I forget what age Nick was, but he was probably like 12 or something. And, uh, we used to do a game where we would, we would surprise each other when we were least suspecting a super kick. So like he'd be walking around the corner. I go surprise super kick. And I'd nail him with super kick. One time we were in Vegas and we were up in a hotel room while my parents were down playing the slots. And uh, Nick was brushing his hair and he had the brush in front of his mouth like this. And I said, hey, Nick. And he is what? He turns around. It's right in front of his face. I just I blast him with the super kick. And uh, the brush goes right into his mouth and shatters two of his front teeth. And they just fall out completely. And he, and he looks at me and he gives me that Mick Foley looking smile. And I, I, I was like, holy crap. I knew I was in trouble. And fast forward to a couple hours later, my parents showed up and we had to, for whatever reason, we put his, his teeth in a glass of uh, milk and we tried to save him and it didn't work. But uh, that was just one of many reasons why wrestling is, was banned in our household so many times. I broke my younger brother Malachi's arm, giving him a leg drop off the top rope or the couch. Uh, but uh, to make a, a, a long story short, the first move I probably ever did was probably a super kick. You guessed it. There you go. You know, if you guys say you want to be on the top of that mountain, you want to be the best tag team of all time, that's obviously going to come with a lot of criticism. You know, some that you've received already. How do you guys deal with that criticism, Nick? I don't, I don't read it. <laughs> uh, the best thing we ever did in our career was delete Twitter. Uh, like, of course, I miss the interactions we had with like our great fans, but it's such a toxic like environment that man, it, it's just given me such a peace of mind when like I'm at home. Cause back in the day, like I remember the first time uh, it really hit me was I was reading all this negative stuff about myself and my kids were trying to get my attention. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. I'm, I'm reading something. Then my, my daughter's like, daddy, just play with me. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm reading negative stuff about myself and my kids just want to play with me. Why am I being so selfish? How stupid is this? And yeah. that very moment I text Matt and it's so crazy. Matt was, Matt was like, Oh, by the way, I deleted Twitter. I was like, what? I was just about to text you the same exact thing. And, and then I was all good. Cause now I get to delete it. And then I deleted it. And I've never looked back. Now we we have our social media team uh, doing it. So he'll probably read the negative stuff, but I don't read it at all. <laughs> so for now, it, it's good because like it I I noticed when I would read it, it would it would like fog up my brain and I would just think of the negative stuff and I couldn't be creative. Like I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but it, it like screwed me up creatively. Yeah. Well. Congratulations, you guys, on everything. Congratulations on the book, again, called Killing the Business, From Backyards to Big Leagues. 
that's what you guys are doing. You are killing the business in the best possible way. So, man, thank you guys so much. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you having us. Those guys are great. The Young Bucks, ladies and gentlemen, and their book, One More Time, is called Killing the Business from Backyards to the Big Leagues. It's available at youngbucksbook.com or wherever you buy your books, whether that's Amazon, Barnes & Noble, trying to think of other bookstores, but you get the point. Wherever you buy your books, (laughs) their book is available there. And when you talk about great tag teams, and we mentioned a few of them in this interview, all of them have broken up at some point. So can you imagine what's possible for the Young Bucks if they never break up? I just hope that they stay safe and healthy because, you know, in their career, these guys are known to take some risks. Also, side note here, I think Nick should use some of the money that he makes selling this book to buy himself a better Wi-Fi connection. I'm sorry, Nick. I'm sorry. If you watch this on YouTube, you can definitely see the delay. I mean, you could kind of hear it here. It was a little glitchy. So, Nick. Maybe just, you know, maybe just a few more bucks a month for that better Wi-Fi connection. (laughs) Since we talked about taking risks here, in the words of T.S. Eliot, I'll leave you with this. Only those who will risk going too far can possibly find out how far it is to possibly go. Hmm. Be great. Be grateful, my friends. Happy holidays. We'll see you on the next one.